0: Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
1: Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. My name is Anthony James and that's Conrad. Hello. We're here to answer your questions about season one and possibly your questions about looking forward to season two. As always... Conrad has never seen Dark, if anyone's joining us at this stage. Uh, and we're gonna, he's gonna, he's give, give some of his off-the-wall theories. Now, on the last episode on the season one summary, he actually got a lot more right than I thought he would. Having said that, he also got a lot wrong.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of red in that theory matrix. Um, so we're gonna do our best today to answer all your questions to the to as, as well as we can. And uh, apart from that, I'm just trying to c- contain my excitement for this episode coming up on Monday, which is gonna be season two, episode one, which I'm sure you're all excited about too. So before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe on the podcasting apps. And I don't think I've ever asked for this before, but if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button.
0: (laughs) Yeah, smash that bell. Is that what is that what you do? I can't remember what the bell does to be
1: honest. The bell actually it's pretty strange because I think the bell makes sure to send you a notification. Every, oh, okay. time I, every time I upload. But the funny thing is, I thought if you were subscribing to someone, it would automatically send a notification anyway. So isn't the bell redundant or is it just, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you click the subscribe button so you can check your subscri- subscriptions, but the bell maybe. gives you a notification. It's, it's all very convoluted. We're the um, professionals here. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> hit the bell. Hit the bell. Just trust me. Trust me. Uh, right. Okay. So let's get straight into the questions then. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. A stranger from the outside. Uh, right, so first question comes from Patrick Moore. And we've had d- definitely had questions from you before, Patrick, so thanks very much. First question goes to Conrad. Now that Jonas arrived in the future, and he's put that in quotation marks just because he doesn't want to give too much away, okay. uh, how will he get back to another timeline?
0: Um, well, we know that Claudia can travel through time. Seemingly, at will, mm-hmm. which implies she has p- probably one of the H.G. Tan House um, machines and uh, presumably a, a ready supply of uh was it cesium one? I'm never going to remember the number. One three seven. One three seven. Liquid two
1: so, cesium one three seven.
0: Yeah, it's the number of times that, um, that Tony Montana swears in the movie Scarface. Um, that's actually what the Blink uh, 182 is uh, is referenced to. Oh, is it? Yes. That's. that's <laughs> nice. um, uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be he's going to have to run into Claudia, and um, it's going to she's going to introduce him to the HD Ten House time travel box, and that's what's going to allow him to travel through time. Um, but like you know, the protective grandmother figure that she is, she's going to dole it out very responsibly and only let him have it as a little treat. If, he's, yeah. if he behaves himself. He's not After just he going to let him run well Yeah, absolutely. Like once he's eaten his greens, he can go and play in the 80s for half an hour.
1: Yeah. So I'll follow up this question from Patrick actually. How, how do you envisage him aging 33 years or like we assume 33 years, 20 years, whatever he's aged. Do you assume that he's going to age that from that point in the future on to the, a further point in the future or is he going to age throughout time? Like how's that going to happen?
0: No, I think he's going to age throughout time. So I think I think he's going to be off doing bits and pieces in various different timelines, and okay. just aging as he's doing it.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, next question is actually to me. So oh, God, I've actually noticed that there's quite a lot of questions for me uh, in this uh, this selection. So thank you very much. My subscribers are finally coming around to the idea that they want to hear from me. So that's do that's... not
0: <laughs> indulge this fantasy.
1: <laughs> now this actually isn't really about dark. It is in a way. Uh, so they, they said, did you name your new baby with a name from a character of the show? <laughs> Noah. Or at least the second name, meaning like the middle name, I suppose. Joe,
0: <laughs> not to hijack this question, but Noah was a name that I've always quite liked as a baby
1: name and Dark has now ruined that. So thanks, right. Dark. Well, to be honest with you, for me, Dark has made that name. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. maybe I'll come around on it. Yeah, so my baby is a boy and um, a lot of people were asking the question, uh, the comments, like, did I, did I name them uh, Eunice?" <clears throat> Uh, no, as a as a side note, uh, as I think it's hilarious. My brother um, was trying his hardest to convince his wife to let let her let them call a son Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was actually this is even more funny. It's not. It's even before he he likes dark and he loves dark. My brother, but it was before he saw dark. He wanted to name him Ulrich after Ulrich von Liechtenstein from A Knight's Tale.
0: Oh my god. I need to make fun of your brother next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make a note.
1: Two two guesses for which brother that was, Conrad. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, it won't take me the full two. I'll say that. Much.
1: <laughs> right, okay. So I've actually talked to my wife because uh, I thought I would get this question. I've talked to my wife whether she minds me revealing the name or not. And her answer was, you know, what are they going to do? Come and watch us through the window. So yeah, okay. I'll reveal my my son's name, okay? So... Okay uh my because the reason why i want to reveal it is because it kind of is named after dark but it's not really <laughs> i mean sort of yeah so <laughs> my my uh, son's name is forest uh and if you are from germany i'm sure you know why i'm saying it's kind of like dark because there's a lot of forests in dark it yeah. wasn't really in my mind but you know what i'm such a dark fan i'll I'll claim that I'll- <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you thought about calling him Vald, but uh, you, you thought like no one would understand the joke. So you went for the,
1: the English version of it instead. There you go. Exactly. So it is, it is Forest. Uh, funny, funny story. Every now and then I say a little story about my mother and I do intend to get her on a podcast or a, or a video at one point on my channel. Let me tell you a funny story about my mother. When I told my mother the name Forest, right? So over, I live in, uh, in Ireland. So the, the, the name Forest is very uncommon here. Let's just say that for one. If you're, if you're an American, maybe, you know, it isn't as uncommon for you, but it is over here. But me and my wife, you know, we're mavericks. We don't care. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll name what we want. So we named him Forrest. And uh, my mom, when I told her, she goes, that's unusual, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, is always great because uh, we always knew this was going to happen. But then straight out of her mouth was, oh, I love it. Now, here's the funny part. She then texts me while I was still in the hospital with my wife recovering and uh, the baby was just born a few hours before. My mom texts me saying uh, I've, I've, I've been doing a little digging into the etymology of the name. <laughs> oh God. And she said it originally, now, I, now she might be completely wrong here. Right? So don't even, don't, don't try to deconstruct when my mother's Googling. She goes, uh, she goes, it's originally derived from French and it, it comes from a word very similar to the word, For woods, (laughs) (coughs) does it now? (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I actually, I have that message saved from my mother. God bless her. God
0: bless her that's really funny
1: my plans for my mother on this i really want to release a video where i just talk to my mom for 20 minutes and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about dark because she's watched all of dark she loved it but i will just say stuff to her randomly, like who's Ulrich and she'd be like oh, hang on a minute uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be great great content i want to i want to put that video out there so let me know what you think of that video guys right okay so next question thanks patrick next question comes from an adventurous rover my questions are first of all this is a big question I think how did Mickle travel to 1986
0: that is the big question i the more the, the more the longer the show goes without giving us a specific answer about that and the longer it goes without even really addressing it like no one is asking how Mickle went back in time it's just acknowledged that he did by the people who know that time travel exists it makes me wonder if we're ever gonna actually get a concrete answer about that. So my my theory is that there is some kind of way for, I, I don't think Mikkel just ran back into the caves. I think that seems really weird to me that he would manage to run into the caves, navigate them and mm-hmm. go through the door that doesn't seem likely to me at all like everyone who's gone through the caves has done so under direction or following someone else um Mm -hmm. so that seems really unlikely to me so i i think there's there's some kind of and i I don't again i don't think the show is really ever going to confirm this so i don't think it'll be a big thing but in my mind there's some way for the black hole or the wormhole under vinden to expand beyond the caves and kind of absorb you into into it and that's what happened to nickel so while he was standing in the woods something like that happened to him he was affected by the energy similar to the energy that flows up through the um through the bunker and um and was was transported that way
1: interesting interesting that might also be why he's so confused you know
0: yeah it's it just the way he acts what, like so I, I don't think he was abducted because he doesn't mention anything about being abducted um so I think that's off the book bu- of the cards. I can't believe that he'd just be able to run off on his own and navigate the caves. I don't believe he would even go into the caves. Like he's not an idiot. Like, you, you know, you're not like running scared through the woods and mm-hmm. then thinking, Oh,
1: I know what I'll do. I'll go, the, I'll go in <laughs> yeah. the place where the big noise that we're running. Yeah. From I
0: think that'll make the situation better. Like even in a panic, you wouldn't do that. So I think there, there's got to be some kind of nebulous thing that happened to him. And I, I do wonder whether the show will ever actually confirm it or just leave it as a mystery that kind of kicks everything off um, and leave mm-hmm. it to our imagination. But that's, that's kind of what I imagine happened in my head.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, another question from adventurous river. Are there any other ways to time travel, uh, travel through time? So we know that there's the couple of different machines and we also know that the tunnels exist. Is there any other way you think? Well, we've also sort of seen a portal too.
0: Yeah, I I think there will be. I think if if HG Tan House can uh, make a time machine um, uh, to to quote... um, jeff bridges in iron man um like in a, in a cave he doesn't make it in a cave out of a bunch of scraps which he also doesn't do but like for the purposes of this he's basically like jury rigged a time machine out of a mobile phone so yeah. like if he if he can do that um admittedly with a schematic but if he can do that with the technology available to him in like the 50s and the 80s i don't think there's any reason why someone couldn't do it in the future or in 2019 once Whenever that sort of cataclysmic timeline is, uh, why someone couldn't also do it there. So I think there's going to be more than one. Um, I'm really hoping someone time travels in a phone box at some point just to like really <laughs> nail down those Doctor Who slash Bill and ted um uh, references that we're yet to have, given we've kind of plumbed the Back to the Future uh, references now. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I-, I think there definitely will be.
1: Okay, awesome. And last question from Adventurous Raw What's going to happen to Noah in season two?
0: Well, so I think by the end of season one, I felt like Noah is kind of like a heavy, you know, like to use like the old film terminology. Like yeah. he's he's like the muscle. It feels like he's the guy who goes and gets stuff done. Like a but Dave he's not, Batista.
1: He,
0: yeah, like a Dave Batista in the evolution, uh, like of dark you know <laughs> but who is the triple h that's the real question you know <laughs> like who's calling the shots here i think there's someone we haven't met yet who is orchestrating all of this who knows everything or maybe claims to know everything even if they don't and they're kind of pulling noah's strings um so i think noah will continue to maintain the timeline um but i he's such a great villain and such a great character that in my head, if I was writing this show, which is not to say, you know, I'm a a great writer, but if I was doing this, I would Mm. pull back the camera to reveal who's pulling his strings in season two. And then I would sow dissent between him and the person who is pulling his strings and maybe have Noah, I don't think he's ever going to be redeemed as a character because, you know, he's pretty pretty damn evil, Mm. but have him maybe go off on his own, start operating independently, maybe usurp the person who... um, who is pulling his strings or maybe show some kind of redeeming qualities that put him in more of that gray area in the middle um but i think i think first we're going to meet the person who's kind of pulling his strings um and then we'll and then we'll go from there
1: awesome um yeah that makes sense to me because he's such an evil character now that if he just stayed the same for two seasons two three two more seasons it might get a bit dry so i definitely know know what you mean when you're suggesting he might sort of Either be redeemed or sort of change or be revealed. Someone else is con- controlling him in a way. Yeah, I think I think that's good. That yeah. that should go in the theory matrix. Yeah. All right. What, yeah, uh, I, th- I think uh, even though this is a season summary, I still think we can get some theories out of this episode.
0: So what would you put that? Is that an episode ten thing? I will put it down as.
1: No. This will yeah. be this will be episode uh, thirteen point five.
0: Well, no, because we the episode, episode ten of dark. You mean? Yeah. This okay. Yeah. This
1: all this all counts as episode ten. Yeah.
0: So now. Uh... Will okay, I'll think I'll I'll add the I'll I'll think of the wording of that and I'll add it as yeah. we're like as we as we're going through these.
1: Good stuff. Okay, so um, because if you're throwing out a big detailed theory like that, I think it kind of needs to be recorded.
0: Yeah, uh, no, that's a good point.
1: Okay, so um. Next one comes from Alex Jones. Uh, Alex is obviously another f- a frequent commenter. Thanks, Alex. He asks a question to both Conrad and me. So thank you very much, Alex. Alex is finally, he's, he's coming on board for me. He's, he's, he wants to hear my point of view. Thank you very much, Alex. It's outrageous. Um, he says, what would, uh, now I, I love this question because it is, he's thinking outside the box. What would, what would have been your judgment of dark in season one? Had there only been, uh, had that been the only dark that we'd have, we'd have gotten? So meaning what would we we have thought of this if it had been cancelled after one season? Um, I think, narratively,
0: it's that's a really difficult question to answer because I am mm-hmm. trying to put myself in the mindset of of how I would feel if it just if I knew I wasn't getting any more because I kind of know I do, and yeah. in my heart I'm like I, I want to say oh we it would be a really satisfying narrative arc regardless of whether it carried on. But I can't really say that honestly because I don't know how it would feel. I think it would still be a really good season of television. Um in the in a similar way to probably how I guess Firefly is the example that everyone of our age group goes back to of the show that was cancelled early. But I think Firefly the OA,
1: the OA is a new one as well, which is Yeah, so I haven't actually seen the OA.
0: Like we have mentioned that before. We might
1: do that in the podcast because I think I think even for the end of season 2 it's worth getting there you know what i mean yeah. yeah 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 so we might we might do that but anyway yeah um what were you
0: saying i i just think when you look at firefly people were really unsatisfied with how that ended like cancelled after one season and that wasn't dealing in sort of broad narrative arcs anywhere near as as big as dark is mm-hmm. um so i think it would have been i think it ultimately would have been frustrating because there would have been a load of a a lot of story um potential that was just wasted that was never never resolved but having said that the the i'm always reluctant to sort of judge a story by how it ends um because I think it's, it's very tempting to fall into that trap of if yeah. something has a satisfying last act or last 15 minutes, it makes you think the whole thing was good. And I think the way that we're watching Dark, or the way I'm watching Dark at the moment, gives me the opportunity to kind of reflect on that um, in a way where I, I'm not tempted to do it because I haven't seen the ending yet. And I think the character work in season one is brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. The the realization of the 80s and the 50s is fantastic. It's great acting. It's really well shot. I love the score. So there's there's so many good qualities to dark but even if the it would be frustrating to leave the narrative where it is I think it would still be a really good season of television
1: yeah no I, I agree with you and I think the idea of like Jonas going into the future now I think the idea that Helga is being put into the 80s if it was to finish it's kind of like pieces have been put in place where you can kind of fill gaps yourself yeah so I think enough had, would have been done that it wouldn't have been it, it wouldn't have been the most unsatisfying cancelling of all time. However, having said that, uh, again, like Conrad, you can't really say because I'm sure no matter what you, if you, if you knew it was cancelled, you probably would have been like really thinking that, it, it's a double-edged sword. If you knew it was cancelled, if they actually came out and said it's cancelled, then you probably would have been like, what the hell? We had so much more to do. I didn't like this, this and this. Yeah. But if you didn't know it was cancelled and they just said it's a one-off thing, it's a, one, it's a one-series show, uh, a mini series, then maybe you would have actually viewed it like, "Oh, I like that." There's open questions, you know. So yeah. it's it is difficult. What I, what I will say, if this if if Baron Odor and Jan uh said to Netflix, "We're not doing a German show. We're going to do this show, but we want to do it in America and we want to do it with American actors." If they did that and they didn't want to do a German show, this would have been cancelled, um, because it's happened to so many American shows. Well, they're always the big example, but it's happened to, to a few others. Shows that take risks on Netflix and therefore and they and that Netflix don't push them in terms of advertising the show uh, if they're an American show that is is has English English as their main language Netflix don't see them through um, mm-hmm. whereas because this was their first German show and they want to sew up the German market they kept they, they, it was and it was relatively low budget they kept it um, so, yeah
0: th- so that was something I actually I was going to ask and I've been meaning to ask it for a while so. Netflix have a habit, it's a bit of an annoying habit to be honest, but it doesn't bother me that much. It's a minor annoyance of putting their name on things that they've actually just bought the licensing for from other companies who produced it. So a lot of the, for -hmm. example, like, Speaking from an English perspective, a lot of the stuff that actually the BBC created Netflix market overseas as yeah. Netflix series. So I was actually yeah, wondering exactly. if Dark was that, like whether this it was is, produced this is... by a German company or whether Netflix actually put their hand in their pocket to get it
1: made. No, um, no, Netflix actually, yeah, this is a Netflix original, uh, 100%. Okay. So they actually sought out Baron Um, and because uh, after they made the film, who am I, which we need yeah. to watch and we're going to do, a, a, we'll do, a, we'll, yeah, we'll do a review on that. <laughs> I've got the DVD Conrad, you have to get the DVD or le- unless you can get it from some other means. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically uh, after they made that film, uh, Netflix went to them and they actually wanted them to do a TV series version of that film. Yeah. You know? I remember you saying like, the ha- like doing a hacker show or something. Very American idea. Isn't it like, you know, oh, I love that movie. Could you make it into a series for us? Yeah, you let's exp- Let's
0: explore this universe.
1: You know, as much as I like uh, the first few seasons of Fargo, like, come, come on, like, you know, that it didn't. Ha- it, I, I don't even know why that was originally thought of. Like at the same time, you know, it was not an comp- exact retelling. So Fargo actually works. But you know, you know that idea of taking a really good film and just saying, let's, especially one that was only made a few years ago. Who am I and saying here, let's, uh, let's make a series out of this. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that if it, if Dark was an American show. I don't, and I don't think it would have made to the end of season three, to be honest with you. It's I think entirely would have, possible. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think that it would have been. I think they would have expected an American show to get higher numbers in the first season than it did, because if you think about it, Dark has grown an awful lot. There's a lot of people who've seen Dark now. Obviously, not not as big as some other shows, but there's a lot of people who've seen Dark now. It's a big show now, but it wasn't like that after season one. So I don't know if Netflix would have stuck around if it wasn't for them trying to get the German market sewn up, because this was the first German show, remember? So yeah, yeah who knows uh okay thanks alex uh next we have one from marvin was the bunker built above the passage before i do this marvin i do trust you i trust you i remember last last, i think a few (laughs) few weeks ago i read out a question from marvin and it was a big long one so i said oh i need to be careful i don't read out any spoilers (laughs) And, and martin uh commented saying thanks for the trust uh i do trust you i do trust you i promise but uh Anyway, I'll have to watch out for the spoilers in this comment here. Um, yeah. <laughs> was the bunker built above the passage? Oh, this is a great one. Is the bunker built? Was the bunker built above the passage, or was the passage built under the bunker? Mm. All right.
0: Well, okay. Well, so if we if we unpack what we know about this, so the passage was built to encapsulate the wormhole I think knowing that uh, Jonas would go into that passage in 1986 with the device and create the wormhole so I think it and and I'm also with the knowledge that that Noah would need a room to channel the time travel energy into for his own for his own machine which actually, but as i mentioned that that stuck out to me as something that i think he's doing potentially behind the back of whoever's pulling his strings um just to put it out there before i forget Mm -hmm. um because because he's trying to you know if if the people if he's working for the people who are like in charge of controlling this timeline why does he need to create his own time machine um Mm -hmm. but um so yeah, I, I think the tunnel was built under the bunker because the bunker's been there since what well, looks like a sort of World War Two um maybe even earlier than that bunker. Um so the bunker's been there since probably the thirties or the forties. Um and um the tunnel was built specifically to house the wormhole uh, or g- give it a give it a place for um Jonas to create it. So I think the yeah, the tunnel was created for under the bunker.
1: No problem. That kind of goes against the theory you had previously that you didn't put in the theory matrix and that was that you predicted that the tunnel was really old because of the door of the tunnel looked like it was very old.
0: Yes. That's true.
1: You didn't put that in your theory matrix?
0: No, that's true. Well, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really sure how to like quantify that as a, as yeah. a theory really cause yeah, it's yeah. just like the door is old. I mean, it's <laughs> like I, I know what you mean. That is a good point. It's. I feel like the door is designed to look old, to imply the length of time that the amount of time uh, or the length of this is going to sound weird to say, the length of time that time has been looping. Um, mm. I, I feel like it's, it's. It can't actually be old. It can't actually be any older than, I guess the you know the 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 length of time that the the time loop runs for. Um, but yeah, I suppose. With that said, if there's people operating outside of the time loop or people who know it's kind of happening, there's no reason why they couldn't go right to the beginning of the time loop and create the create the um, the tunnel. Then, you know, whatever time that is, mm-hmm. um, I guess it, we haven't really heard anything that says it's a 99 year loop. I don't think we've just heard that it moves in like 33 year yeah. 33 year year cycles. So I guess there's no reason why it couldn't be you know 999 years in the in the few in the past or something like that and you know that's when they built the tunnel so the tunnel could still be really old and still built purposefully to 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 sit underneath the bunker when it's created
1: hmm, interesting
0: if that if that makes sense so like
1: yeah, it, it was so.
0: the, the tunnels built to go underneath the bunker but the bunker might yeah. not have existed it was, when like, it, was pe-
1: it was predicted like the mayan calendar
0: yeah, exactly.
1: It predicted yeah. all those things correctly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, Take that my hands. Yeah. <laughs> a question from uh, Bill Ross. Um, Bill Ross was a late comment of the podcast. He joined, uh, joined us when we were on about episode eight, I think. I think okay, that's welcome. Because his, his comments were popping up on the, all the first few episodes whenever we were, we were all doing it because hardly anyone comments on them anymore. So he was popping up. So that's why I recognize you, Bill. I uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast. It's good that you've caught up with us so now you can ask questions. So uh, in Conrad's opinion... Is there one production element that outweighs the rest in season one
0: a um, sound design uh, a sound design and score i 'll lump those in together to okay. cheat um, I think the whoever is picking the music for this series is doing a phenomenal job, but I also think um, just the general sound design the kind of um, it really reminds me of um, and it's, it's not it 's obviously not them but um, the kind of yawning synthy quality of like vangelis in blade runner they've got Mm -hmm. like some of that in the sounds of the cave and in like the stinger for noah um so yeah that easily the sound design but you know that i don't want to do a disservice to any of the other design elements like there's some really nice photography as well um casting yeah casting is great too um the 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 technical elements of 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 dark are all really really good
1: yeah. And I would also go um, maybe a bit like umbrella here, maybe, but I, the direction of the show, to be honest with you, and I'm not talking about like, I'm, I'm not talking like a Meta on Sen, which is what uh, Baron Bodo seems to be he takes control of most of it. But, but I'm talking about literally like, think of it like a stage director, like directing of the actors. I mean, so the, the choice to, for example, never show Mikkel, when he's emotional from the front he always it always cuts to behind him and shows the other character reacting to it because that actor clearly isn't good at acting emotional hmm. so the, the 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 choices to do to, to 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 how to and how to manage the actors strengths i think is a fantastic uh, thing that the show does as well
0: yeah definitely i think you can you can always tell when something has a good director because they take actors who um, you know, uh, uh, not necessarily amazing in other stuff, and make them phenomenal. And that's, I, I'm not judging the actors in this because I've not seen them in anything else, obviously, because I yeah. don't watch that much German stuff. But, um, but you can kind of tell Mikkel is a really good example of, of an actor who there's clearly been some attempt made to sort of hide his limitations, and so the actors never feel exposed. Exactly, um in yeah. a way in a way that they can do when, you know, actors who simply aren't suited to it are asked to do like really long, drawn out single take scenes, um mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that.
1: Yeah, okay. Um awesome. Yeah, but I, I do agree with you as well. Like the first thing that pops out in your head is the score, like the soundtrack and and the sound design it it is amazing like every time okay. that those montages hit it uh, just it sends my brain to another planet the monosphere.
0: yeah and i mean just just the just the little stingers as well you know like the 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 image of the cave with like like to go back to again that kind of vangelis Yawning synthy sound is is so striking and so immediately recognizable um, and it's it, it really really works well and then you know you're trained to recognize that sound, but and by like the third episode they're throwing it into little spots and it and it immediately sets attention and sets a mood um, that is all the doing of the sound design
1: yeah it's awesome uh, okay, so let's move on to the next question so Donny. Donny starts, um, I think if I remember correctly, Donny starts is going to enjoy those wrestling references we were making, oh really yeah, he me, because donny Donny loved the use of uh, he loved the use of the uh, degeneration X theme in our original oh, nice. in our original few episodes, That
0: <laughs> we had to get rid of because of licensing issues,
1: yeah, break it down, yeah <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so uh, thanks for the question, Donny. He says now the next few questions aren 't about dark, so. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, sorry to anyone who's only listening to, for dark, but obviously some listeners are enjoying our us going off on little tangents. So Donnie asks, I've got a non-dark question. Have any of you guys, or have you guys, so we're talking to both of us here, uh, have either of you read A Song of Ice and Fire or King Killer Chronicles? Um, so first of all, have we read those? I've read A Song of Ice and Fire. I've got the first King Killer Chronicles book, which I think is called In the Name of the Wind or The Name of the Wind um i've got that in my on my bookshelf i haven't read it yet and i know apparently it's amazing and i've been putting it off for years and maybe i've just ordered the first book of the expanse if i'm honest with you so maybe i'll wait till i finish reading that but yeah well, have you first of all have you read either of those i know you've, uh, heard, yeah. you've read a song of ice and fire
0: yeah i've read a song of ice and fire um i've never even heard of king killer chronicles actually i'll have to I'll have to check that out what is it oh, what yeah. is it about
1: it's, oh, it's another fantasy uh, series. I've, obviously, yeah. I haven't read it. I've, I don't know too much about it. And I think the main, from what I've seen from just like material, like advertising material and stuff for it, I think the main character is called Kvothe. And okay. uh, I think it's, um, I know it's written by an author called Patrick Rothfuss. And the only thing I know about the, sh- I think I know, I think I know that there's like a university in it, which really made, made me like sort of like the idea of a fantasy series with like a university so it made me think of like his mm. dark materials and stuff you know yeah um, i'm not sure quite sure if it's if it's fully medieval I'm, I, I don't know i haven't read it yet but patrick rothfuss apparently now donnie i'm sure can correct me on this but uh if, if i'm wrong but what i've heard about it is is that it's he's really into the world building of it and okay. um and to the point where he created the world before he started writing the book uh he created the world and then played like uh D in it in the world to make sure oh, okay. it was it was uh, it was it was a working world and apparently in his house well, i don't know if he still has this but when he was first writing the books he, in his house he had like blackboards on the wall and he had plotted the economy of the whole land on the blackboards and everything hmm.
0: that's um talking about um fantasy authors who come up with their worlds based on dnd um for anyone who wants a book recommendation out there the malazan book of the fallen series is the best fantasy series i've ever read so i think think
1: you recommended that to me it's it's so goddamn good about seven years
0: ago Uh, yeah it's still really good you should still read it like but uh, but i'll have to check out that king killer chronicles i always i think the next thing on my list of this isn't fantasy. this is sci-fi but the next thing on my list of uh big kind of epics to get into is June to try and get ready for yeah, the movie yeah, but um i, I don't know how that. many of those i'll get through before the movie comes out but I well, will is, is definitely the movie check
1: out. is the movie based on the first book or how's that yeah, work I, I don't
0: even think it's the whole of the first book i think it's like part of the first book because okay, they yeah, are that's doable meaty but um yeah i will definitely check out that king killer chronicles because that sounds uh that sounds fun yes
1: yeah, so both a song of ice and fire king killer chronicles i believe is only going to be a trilogy of books um, and they, and they're sort of the fans of that have been waiting for that for ages in the same way that we've been waiting for a song of ice and fire. The last two books for that. I, I honestly, I don't
0: know how you feel about this, but I, I read a song of ice. and I finished a dance of dragons. I don't even know, probably 20, 2013, something like that. Like a, a while ago. I don't even know if I'm going to read the last two when they come out.
1: Um, I, I think I'll definitely read them. Um, I think I will. Like, especially like I'm, well, I've I've just put a video up on on the channel uh, 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 talking about why I think uh, George R. R. Martin's taken so long. But um, I I I personally I personally will read them. Having said that, am I as, as excited for them as I was five years ago? Uh, definitely definitely not. Um, yeah, it's sort of the bubble has burst in that in terms. Yeah, of that. The,
0: the the shine has come off of that story a little bit um, in the wake of how they finished the series.
1: Yeah, and uh, we do plan on doing some. Uh, we've already done actually in the past is our is our Jon Snow episode, so you will have heard that. But we plan on doing some more Game of Thrones stuff, uh, which you know clearly very relevant these days. But uh, um, it's good, it's good fun. Like I think a lot of people did enjoy Game of Thrones, and I think we can all sort of whenever Game of Thrones season season eight first came out, just as a little side tangent here because we are talking about it, I thought it was hilarious because uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of people were sort of really defending the choices they made in season eight when it first came out there was a big debate and did you notice what happened over the the following year year and three four months now those those dissenting voices who who were sort of dissenting against the uh out outcry of how how bad it was have went away (laughs) yeah i mean i I just i
0: mean i i am of the opinion that you should never get that angry about a movie or tv series because there's only so many hours in the day but there are some things about that final season of Game of Thrones that are, and I I don't use this term lightly because I know people use the, this word often and they don't actually mean it. They are objectively bad, and it's yeah. um, it, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was a disappointing end to something that I loved. But the, I mean, the books I I do really like A Song of Ice and Fire as a series. Um, it's it's fun. Well, maybe that's not the right word. It's engaging and it's it's broad and mm-hmm. it's exciting. Um, it's not as good as Malazan Book of the Fallen, but it's still very good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is. It was. It was also my first foray into sort of more hard fantasy, um, rather than coming from a background of reading like Harry Potter and stuff. Fancy,
0: fancy with boobs in
1: it. Oh, geez, you know. You took the literal meaning of the word hard there. But <laughs> yeah, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Donnie. Next question, Adam. Now, that, we took quite a while on that question. So <laughs> maybe, maybe people aren't liking this non-dark questions. But Sorry. You know I'm all for it. I'm all for it. These are, these are question and answer videos for you to ask us questions. And if you want to ask us a question about Dragon Ball Z, you do it. Yeah. So Adam absolutely. asks, Adam asks. I'm, I'm all in for the Dragon Ball Z questions. Oh, here we go. What's your favorite season slash villain of Dragon Ball Z? slash super and why uh
0: i've never watched super i keep meaning to um but i haven't got around to it um is super the
1: one where where someone told me in the comments is that where they take all out all the filler no, is, that's or, Kai. So I, oh, that's I watched. Kai. Okay. Super is just one I, of the sequels, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Super is the season. I think Super's still going. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if. But they, they basically started up again, I think, in like 2012 or something and still going. Um, okay. So I watched all of it when I was a kid, which I think you did. And then I watched yeah. Kai recently. Um, favorite season? Oh, I think it's got to be it's got to be the Freezer saga. I think Free like that's that's probably the best the best season um and Freezer's probably the best villain although I always have a soft spot for um for Cell um and I have a tattoo of Vegeta on my arm so I kind of have to plump for him as my as my favorite character cuz uh, Vegeta is as his shirt suggests a bad man.
1: Yeah. He's a quite time felt a very very bad man.
0: Yeah. Did um,
1: you you used to watch it didn't you? I, I watched or Jungle Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've seen it all. Um, okay. So, yeah. Say-A-Man? Is- <laughs> nah. Say-A-Man's a good guy. Uh, yeah, Say-A-Man. <laughs> Go, like, Gohan <laughs> pretending
0: to be a superhero so he can uh, he can save lives while he studies um, so as not to piss off Chi-Chi. is uh, <laughs> it's a great little arc.
1: Yeah, I, I have to say, like, I think like I'm a little bit younger than Conrad, so I've seen the whole thing. But the things that sort of, you know how certain moments in your childhood you remember more vividly? I remember the Cell Saga and the Boo Saga r- mm. much more vividly than I remember the Freezer Saga, if I'm honest with you. I would yeah. maybe need to watch the Freezer Saga to get all the, all the points in again to my head. So I, I'm, I'm willing, willing to concede that I may be wrong, but for me, the Cell Saga is what I view as my favorite. Uh, Cell is very
0: good. Like, Cell Saga yeah. still, I think, I think most people feel the Boo Saga is the weakest, but. Um...
1: I, to be honest with you, see see Gohan when he comes out of the hyperbolic time chamber and he's a t- teenager now, and he's, yeah. got, he's like he's Super Saiyan but with short hair. I yeah, thought that Super was the, that, that was the coolest. Yeah, Super <laughs> Saiyan two. That was the coolest thing ever to me. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a poster
0: of the father son Kamehameha on my oh, wall yeah. when I was about fifteen years old, and it was the coolest thing in the world when, yeah. when I had that on my wall. Didn't have many girlfriends at that time, I have to yeah. be honest. But like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say as well, like the whole Hercule comedy relief of that. Was oh yeah, good Mr. Too. Satan
0: is, is in Mr. Satan's relationship. Well, yeah, Mr. Satan slash Hercule showing up in the Cell Games is hilarious, and then his relationship with uh, with Boo in the Boo Saga is very <laughs> funny as well. Like him basically turning into like a, a sort of kitchen sink drama with Boo for like five episodes. <laughs> like yeah, just yeah. him trying to stop him from turning everyone into chocolate and eating them is, is very funny.
1: Yeah. And like, just to put a little bit of a, a full stop on this conversation, I will say <laughs> may, maybe I am uh, in the real minority. I'm not, I'm not my my brother again would, would be more akin to what's actually in the the fandom of Dragon Ball Z these days. But for me, maybe this is really, really going against the grain, but I absolutely love the, uh, in the boo saga, at the very beginning of it, the tournament episodes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, What well, where they go, like, to, I can't remember what it's called now, but they, they, they go to compete in the tournament and they're doing, like, the weight, uh, the, the punch machine. Yeah, yeah, the Vig- yeah, Vegeta just blows it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, love Vegeta. He's so and, good. And, uh, and Goten and, like, young Goten and, and young Trunks. Uh, get put in the in in the, in the match, and they just have this huge, amazing fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're in like the under 14s brackets, and they just beat everyone up, and <laughs> then they just have this amazing sparring match. Yeah, Dragon I Ball don't... Z is good. We should do a Dragon Ball Z series, uh, like uh, podcast. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch all eight hundred episodes of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look out for that. But uh... <laughs> right, okay. Thanks, Adam. Uh, let's get back to dark now. So, Marcy seven uh, four seven says. How many uh, different parties, now I think you answered this already, but uh, how many different parties do you think are fighting in this game of time and who are their leaders?
0: So I think it's, I've said it's three. I think it's more, I think it's more two broadly. So you've got the guys who are trying to keep it as it is, and you've got the guys who are trying to change it. And I think the guys who are trying to keep it as it is, at the moment, we only know uh, Noah and Helgear. I think there'll be more than that. I think there's someone pulling Noah's strings. The guys who are trying to change it, I think is uh, Claudia. um, And to a certain extent, the stranger, but I I suppose it, that those, I think there's only two groups in the sort of, I guess you'd call it like the kind of cosmic time travel sense. But within that, I think the group that that Jonas has run into in, um, in wherever he's woken up, presumably the future, but, but we don't know yet. I I think, they may not actually know about time travel. They may just be kind of operating on a uh, a basic instinct kind of uh, level of, we need to survive this war that we're in, um, in, in, you know, whatever year we're in. So I I think there's, there's, there's other factions within those factions, but I think there is a binary. These guys are trying to maintain this horrible timeline and these guys are trying to change this, um, this horrible timeline. And there are the sort of subdivisions within that.
1: Okay, awesome. There's another question here from Marcy. So Marcy, okay. just want, um, it's a long question, but because we're going quite long, I'll just sort of summarize it down. The question is, how German do you think the show is? Marcy, uh, uh, Marcy says that they're from Germany and they don't feel that the show is very German at all. Uh, so how German do you feel the show is, except for the fact that they're speaking German?
0: Um, it's kind of difficult to answer that because it, I, I've been to Germany quite a few times. I know quite a lot of people... In, in Germany and it's it, 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 I, you don't when you're like a particularly an English person or a general English person what they think of as a German thing they'll come up with like various stereotypical answers mm-hmm. I think it doesn't have no that's not true actually I was going to say it doesn't have the kind of dry sense of humor that I associate with with German stuff but it actually does have that because I've said in the past you know there's there is like comedy in uh dark you know like with the the uh, coroner like really honestly po- pointing out um eric eric's like drug unicorn tattoo as like some dark portent of the future while he's standing next to a corpse or like yeah, egon focusing U- on
1: Yugoslavian meatballs
0: yeah Yugoslavian meatballs yeah and um egon Infatuation with Satanists. Um, so actually, it, it does. It that is that is quite, in my experience, quite, quite typically German to have that very like dry sense of humour. Um, but it's it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that German to me. Um, but that's you know that's from a very kind of like lay minded outside perspective.
1: Yeah and I, like to me as well like it's, I feel the exact same as you I think that a lot of people are going to comment from Germany and say well it, it is german it's it really portrays a german small town well there's lots mm. of forests there's lots of rain I'm sure I'm sure people will will come to the the defense and say that it it is german but you know to me as well as an outsider I don't notice this the smaller things that maybe someone lives there would
0: I I think the thing the thing that I I sort of take away from it is or why I would say it doesn't feel that German is there's not that much like slice of life in it. Like you're not actually seeing people doing their day to day stuff really. Yeah. So you're not really getting a sense of you know what Jonas is up to at school. You see him go to school, but it's to get in a fight with Bartosz or kiss his aunt or do something like that. Yeah. And, like it's not it's not um, you're you're not getting a real sense of like the routine or the mundane for these characters. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tie them down to um, you know what 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 would be con- conceived as like typically German.
1: Yeah, because like, it all comes down to as well. There's, like, there's not much filler in the show. So the filler no, is where yeah, you absolutely. Would find that. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. So uh, next question comes from Beatrice. And I like this question. She says, can Conrad tell us his top three and top and bottom three characters for season one? Now, oh. now this is an interesting question because you could have a character who you really despise, but that could make them a good character. So what's, we'll go with like, uh, would you want to go with characters that you like and dislike, in ter- but not make a, con- a, a, a comment <laughs> on, on the quality of their character, or you yeah, yeah. say, "I don't like how these are written"?
0: Let's let's go with the top. Let's like continue the the, the wrestling analogy by going with the top three heels and the top three baby faces yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> of of the dark roster. No tweeners. So, <laughs> no tweeners. No, you're either a good guy or a bad guy. It's lazy writing otherwise. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the top three, good guys, you have to have Jonas in there. I feel like you'd be foolish not to.
1: Um, this is your top three favorite good guys, by the way.
0: Yeah, I, I like Jonas. I feel like I can cheat by saying Jonas is in there because I get the stranger in there as well. Uh, okay. like, or yeah, they, yeah, they're the same character. <clears throat> um, who else? Do, oh, this is hard because there's a lot of characters Like, I, I want to put Claudia in there, but I feel like I haven't seen enough of her yet to really, really justify it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna come out of. I'm going to come out of left field a little bit on this. I'm okay. going to say in a, in a stunning turnaround, I'm going to say Alexander might, might sneak into my, my, in my good guys list. Okay. Um, leather jacket brings a gun, turns up with a bullet <laughs> wounds. He seems all right to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, mm, who's getting that third spot. I'm going to say Claudia. I like Claudia. She's fi- she's she's got her head screwed on straight. She figures stuff out. It was it was between her and Charlotte really as as um um and he, like an Egon actually as well. That was the other one. But Egon would have been a sympathy vote. He's he like, <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't get much done <gasps> but it'd be nice to have him on the team yeah. um but yeah i'm going to go i'm going to go claudia cuz you know she she seems pretty badass she's kind of wandering around with a gun looking like she knows how to look after herself um you know she's traveling time through time and you know getting up to all sorts of all sorts of cool stuff that i think we're going to see in the next few seasons um bad guys it, it, i mean it's 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 pretty easy this i have to be honest like it's going to be Ulrich, nara and bartos sorry guys <laughs>
1: Oh, like, so you're not, are you not counting Helga in there? No, Helga's not as bad as those three. <laughs> Baltos is. I love the fact that the, 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 all the people who are defending Ulrich in the comments <laughs> are defending him because they are equating him going back in time and killing baby Hitler. And they're referring to Helga as a sort of analogous to baby Hitler. And you're not even putting baby Hitler in their eyes in your bottom three characters. <laughs>
0: No, like I, I mean, it's just not, he's just not—he's not as bad. Like I'm sorry, like Helga Bartos hasn't hasn't killed anyone. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. I will grant you the, but he, I don't trust him. <laughs> don't trust Bartos. He just sucks. He sucks so badly. Like I thought, do you know my, my I I went on a journey with Bartles this season because I said in the first episode I saw him and I was like this guy really sucks. And then we Francisca had a black hole. That's what Yeah, exactly. And we and we saw we had a couple of comments saying like oh you know lay off him like he's flawed but you know he, there, there's something to him and I was like you know what fair enough like I shouldn't make snap judgments about these characters the writing is good enough that I should give it more of a chance I've given him 10 episodes he still sucks and now he's siding with Noah so uh, Bartos can, can like do, do, one, do one quite yeah. frankly and then Ulrich the difference between Ulrich and Helga I'm not going to relitigate this but like at least Helga seems like he feels guilty about what he's doing yeah. <laughs> Like Ulrich isn't the slightest bit remorseful whereas Helga is like knows what he's what he's doing is wrong he and he just like does it because he doesn't see any way out of it now like he's kind of trapped within his own crimes
1: yeah but um, let's be honest he seems a bit dim like yeah it, seems have, he seems to have a learning difficulty of some sort as well
0: yeah like he he, he is unquestionably unquestionably being manipulated that doesn't excuse what he does
1: obviously but if, it, if Darren it, brown saw helga walking into the auditorium He'd be thinking, Here we go. There's a mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um and then obviously
0: Noah is is fantastic. Like Noah's Noah's a great, a great bad guy. I I love Noah as a character. I, I I'll be really interested to see that that's kind of the one probably the, the thing I'm most fascinated about for next season is to see if we get another bad guy because I feel like the show could do with another another bad guy for Noah to kind of play off. Um mm-hmm. now that Helge is not really involved with him anymore um so yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes but noah is yeah number one with a bullet and to be honest in in a general list of my favorite characters noah's probably at the top or definitely in the top two
1: okay cool so i'm going to now give my top three favorite characters could be good or bad because i'm not going to sort of make a judgment on their good or bad because i know too much you know what i mean Is,
0: is, is that based on where we are now or you're just general overall feeling of them in the show
1: well there might be some characters that you maybe haven't met yet uh and there might be some characters that we haven't really seen for a long time yet uh we haven't seen them since the beginning but generally probably it probably would be around where we are now um so in season one my favorite characters were um let me think okay so i've talked about claudia being one of my favorite characters in the show but if we're we're limiting, limiting limiting just to season one um, is she my top three favorite from this season? I'm thinking back. Um, I think, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm. This this might sound really pathetic, but not not, not pathetic. But it might sound really like uh, I'm just making things up. But I think back in back whenever I was coming out of this season, this is going to sound so strange. My favorite three characters were, I'd say, pr- probably Jonas. Probably yeah. Jonas was in there. My, my top three favorite characters. Um, I, I, especially since I found out the stranger was Jonas. So the whole, like the whole outside the hospital in 86, that whole scene they had together. Come yeah. on. He had like, that's obviously the same character. So that has to put them in your top three. Um, then I also weirdly Mickle would be in my top three of this series.
0: Yeah. Mickle was, Mickle would, would, would be one of the, the nearlys for me, I think.
1: Yeah. I love, I love Mickle. And then if we're talking just this series and just the characters that I really enjoyed, it's going to have to be Ellie.
0: <laughs> i i do i do really like ellie but she doesn't she didn't do enough to justify it for Yeah, me, so but. That's,
1: that's what i mean so i i i need it like uh so she's on the edge uh i think the third the other one that we could maybe be going in there would be egon um I, I really like the character of egon
0: yeah egon does a lot this season as well yeah. you know he not all that good you know he's he's not always not always the brightest of sparks but god bless him he tries and yeah. um yeah, he, he gets a lot to do. Whereas Ellie, Ellie is more quality over quantity. I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, okay, so uh, Bill Ross asks another question. He says, "What's Conrad's theory about the stranger's neck scar? What caused it and why?"
0: Um, well, so I still stand by my. He tried to hang himself at some point, or well, if my this if my theory about dying being some way to exit the loop or something is is to hold any water he successfully killed himself but somehow maintained the scars i haven't fully thought through how that works in relation to the scars but i i think that's what that's what happened to him maybe if that theory proves to be wrong maybe he was just hung but or hanged i should say sorry the meat is hung men are hanged as as my mum always used to say to me (laughs) um he was hanged or attempted to be hanged by someone and and escaped um that, yeah that 's probably what I, what I think caused that
1: okay, interesting, uh, all right, next question now that Conrad uh, knows who stranger is, what does he think about little little Jonas, like young little Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> y- y- young eunice 's destiny Babby uh, Jonas. Would it be difficult or not? Is he doomed to become the stranger, or can he change the world?
0: Mm, i don 't think he 's going to be the one to change it. They've added, they, they've
1: added in brackets here. I'd like to know how optimistic Conrad is after season one. So, in terms of, uh, in terms of Jonas, do you, like? I, I imagine by optimistic that I think. Do you think that he's going to be able to change it?
0: I don't think Jonas will. Um, I think we know, we know Jonas's beginning and we know his end. Um, and it is about the journey he takes in the middle that will make that character compelling and make him relatable. I think um, I, I, I th- I'd be given what we know about the sort of nature of the time loop and how everything within it is supposed to be deterministic. If there is one character in this who is able to act in a way that actually permanently closes the loop, I will be very surprised. I, I think we'll constantly be looking for that one character who might kind of figure out how to do it. Um, and is trying to sort of move the pieces on the chessboard in a, in a subtle way um, while, while also kind of maintaining, maintaining the time loop until they're ready to, to, you know, enact their plan. But I don't think it's going to be Jonas who does it. Um, but I, I think Jonas is like, he has a more important part to play in that he he's the audience kind of eyes he's the audience analog like it's through him that we'll see this timeline see what has happened see these characters um and and we will also see his character develop uh and I I think that's his part to play in all of this obviously he will do stuff that's important to the plot too but I don't think he's going to be the guy to kind of fix it
1: um, all right, next question. Uh, what does Connor think of the girl who, which, uh, who, who welcomes Jonas to the future? <laughs> who, who might she be? Yeah. So, you, <laughs> I think we've, we've got we've got a theory in the theory matrix for that already. <laughs> she's Marta, apparently. So, uh, if,
0: if I was being serious, I mean, she's a she's a new character. I think. I, I, I like. I, I think my first thought when I saw her, if I'm being honest, was. Oh, that might be Marta, even though it's obviously not Marta. So I, I felt like I had to put it in the theory matrix just to be just to be full disclosure. Completely but um, yeah, I, I think she's going to be some like leader of a, a a rebel group or like a faction that's fighting against some some army that has either occupied Europe or or is is it, you know I I can't even begin to imagine what kind of conflict is going on, but something's going down, and I think she's one of the sort of she's the John Connor of this future. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay. Cool. Uh, All right, so next question is from Anna, uh, Anna Wolf. And Anna says, what does Conrad think of the dead boys in the 50s? Does he know who they are or have a theory? I think we've talked about this before. Um, So just, I think we've got so many questions here. Just give your few sentences just to confirm you do. Uh,
0: That's just Eric and Yasin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, (laughs) I was second guessing myself for a second then. So yeah, that was just, now we're trying to send some people back to the 50s, and doing it, but they get all burned up at the same oh, time. Uh,
1: okay. Anna, I've just read the rest of your comment, um, and we were joking a lot of the time. So a lot of the things we say, just take it as nonsense. So Anna says, I don't think he knows their identity about the boys in the 50s, because of a comment he made about one of them being a younger version of a different character. Oh, uh, was this
0: the Yasin is Alexander? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never, like, I, I am willfully obtuse and an idiot most of the time never take anything i say seriously
1: yeah so anna we were joking about that and we we're sort of we're joking about that to sort of label how much of a fool that conrad is yeah. because he, he 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 legitimately predicted that a deaf mute child would grow to be i know that he's deaf
0: mute i'd like to make that very oh, yeah clear, yeah, yeah well, that is
1: open-ended that is that open-ended. is in the
0: theory matrix we have yet to see yeah. it confirmed that yeah yes it was deaf mute but
1: then then <laughs> so i was already skeptical of that theory and then uh yes and died so, we just kept the joke going. And to be honest, yeah. we, we probably still will.
0: Yep. Every time we see Alexander, he is officially Yasin now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, We all, also, maybe Anna, you didn't realize as well, we also don't really pronounce it Tronty. All right, let's keep going. I so, battery170 says, does Conrad have any theory on how Jonas will escape 2052? Or well, sort of giving away that it's 2052 there. Although Conrad did correctly predict that because of yeah, the, I mean the it 33 33 kind of starts to
0: reason that it was going to be 2052. Um, I I think it's got to be Claudia, got to be Claudia. She's going to rock up with a time box and be like, "Hey, Sonny. and <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come hop in my time machine?" And then they're going to go off to the 80s.
1: Uh, she's going to be really drunk and she's going to be like, hey, Morty, uh,
0: Jonas.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Libyans. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, next one from Latrice. Uh, do you think Jonas was a good main protagonist slash focal point for, the, for season one? Is there any other character you would have chosen to follow instead? Good question. Um,
0: I think, yeah, it's really interesting to think who is actually the protagonist of season one, I think, because it kind of ebbs and flows um, mm-hmm. for, for much of probably let's say the first half of the season Jonas isn't really the protagonist because he's not really the one propelling the plot forward if anything might argue that Ulrich is the protagonist mm.
1: um albeit e- Egon in the 80s as well I would say yeah
0: he Egon, Egon to a certain extent as well um but but yeah I think Jonas Jonas is kind of the um as I said to that uh, a couple of questions ago i think he's like the audience analog um so he doesn't know what's going on and he's getting thrown all these kind of weird curveballs about his own heritage and, and ancestry and and what that means about the relationships he's formed in his life and he's he's sort of the human element that grounds us in the reality of what what these sort of wider time travel um, plot lines actually mean for the people that are affected by it and I think he yeah he's really good as a character um for for to well to explore that I think um yeah in season one Ulrich probably does more obviously Jonas has the the big action or older Jonas I should say has the big action that kind of uh seal uh, like set or well, sets things in motion and kind of uh sends us on the way to season two um mm-hmm but um, but Ulrich uh, has, has the beginning. So it's kind of, they kind of split the, split the duties on the protagonist's front.
1: Yeah, and I would also say, like, I think what they're sort of alluding to in that question as well is the idea that we're sort of seeing the world of time travel through Jonas's eyes. And if, if, it was, if we were to follow another character in terms of their, their sort of way into the loop in a way, I suppose the only other answer who could have been, taken the Jonas's uh, same, same role in the show would be Claudia in the 80s, I would say.
0: Yeah, Claudia seems like she's coming at the same solution from a different angle, if you like, uh, to Jonas, uh, which, you know, it's, it's appropriate that they will meet, if not in the middle, they'll meet kind of as their paths cross in, in 2052. Um but uh, yeah, she, she would be the other one who's kind of figuring it out. Charlotte's close as well, uh, I will say. Although she hasn't really done anything to propel the flop forward, uh, Charlotte is kind of in a position to do that, I think, in, uh, in season two. So
1: I'll be interested to see what they do with her character. Okay, cool. Um, this one has a, has a triple question mark, so just prepare yourself. Oh, wow. Will Egon ever find the Satanists?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope yeah. he finds those damn Satanists who are killing all the sheep and the birds <laughs> and selling drugs in the, and doing whatever else they get up to.
1: Yeah, if only, if only. Uh, if,
0: if he, he could he's... just, I mean, yeah.
1: We live Sa- in hope. Satanists on the brain. Yeah. Okay, another question from Anna Wolf. Um, so I think I've taken questions from two different videos that I asked for questions, so that's why some people have commented twice, I'm sure. If not, they're just really keen, which is great. Uh, so Anna says, "What characters from different timelines who haven't tra- uh, time travelled in season one do you think uh, worked well together?" So uh, oh oh, so Anna's sort of uh, trying to get us to, as the kids say, ship characters. So uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Anna says, for example, she thinks Agnes and Vola would make a good couple.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't feel. I feel like they'd be
0: constantly lying to each other. That couple, <laughs> like the <laughs> two, two of the most dishonest characters in the whole show. Um, and you know, she's philandering as well, so she cheats on him immediately. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that. Hold on. Right. Let me think this through. Who are the most competent people? I'm going to say Claudia, and I'm trying to think of of a male a male character who's like who's the most competent male character
1: alexander but that's that's her son-in-law
0: yeah alexander was my first thought but that would be kind of weird and also she met him and you know when he was like a teenager so that's that's a bit odd in and of itself
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> i think I, I think claudia and egon is like as a power couple
1: because uh, egon, Cla- that's, that's, that, egon's claudia's dad
0: yeah but you just have
1: to ignore that <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah come on we, yeah we we already know that uh, jonas kissed his auntie so
0: yeah like i think it, that's a power couple because claudia is like super competent at everything she does and egon is completely incompetent and together they'd probably like even each other out and and i i think they'd, they'd at least be good fodder for comedy if not actually doing anything i, I feel like if they were a couple egon would ruin the whole the whole like claudia's whole plan uh by like knocking a plug out of the wall while she's trying to <laughs> while she's trying <laughs> to build a time machine or something but but it'd be good laugh to see
1: yeah i think uh this is maybe a strange thing to say because they are both in their child form is what i'm thinking but i think uh mickle and child claudia that's who i'm thinking
0: yeah, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad because they're both like they're both kind of switched on as yeah. well. Um, I
1: think they'd be good, good friends.
0: I'm gonna say Martha and Noah obviously because they do end up together because Martha <laughs> is Agnes. So
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that, was she Agnes before or after she was the future girl? Um, she ages in as the future girl. Hang on, she and, might just uh, be using Noah's philosopher's stone.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know listen all oh, these are all... unconfirmed, yeah <laughs> uh,
1: right, okay, so Conrad and Anthony, which characters do you feel they will expand more on more in the future? also, what are your predictions for these characters? I don't think this person realizes that I've already seen the show uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean you can go first if you want i'm not going go for, I'm not going to answer <laughs> that, but thank you very much for thinking of me, right, Conrad, who do you think they'll expand more on?
0: um I think Noah, I think we've got to see a bit more of noah i, I I'll be a little bit disappointed if he just carries on. Being, you know, off in his little room, making a bad time machine for the next season. I want to see more of him. Um, I think we're going to see. Uh- a bunch of new characters in in uh, season two as well like the future characters and claudia i think is it's time for claudia to come to the forefront because i have a feeling she's going to be important admittedly that is slightly informed by the fact that she's one of your favorite characters so i'm trying not to let that influence me too much but i but i suspect that she's going to be important based on how she's presented and the fact that you like her so i'm interested to see when they actually kind of start getting into that
1: okay cool uh, yeah, I, I, details like that, like where I'm sort of sharing my thoughts on the show, like that. I don't really think how we could make the podcast with the same, same feeling that we do make it with without me telling you who my favorite characters are. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, think- I
0: mean it's it's not a bad thing to look forward to a cool character as well. You know, like it. Yeah, yeah. She might just do something badass in like the first episode of season two and then blow herself up and never appear again. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, well, well i look how much of a deal i made of ellie and uh we only got like two episodes of her so
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah so uh right okay so greetings from estonia great podcast Hello. kudos to you both thank you very much uh yeah. i would i would really like if you could analyze the ultimate time travel mind bender 2014 movie predestination oh yeah so uh, I, that's one thing that i've I, what's the question that's one that's on the list predestination is definitely i haven't seen it yet um, no, I I've, it I've I've heard it's very, very good. Um, and it's a mind-bending time travel one. So that's definitely one we can do on the After Dark podcast. So hopefully we'll do that in the future. Um and there's a few questions here. Um okay. now this first question, I don't know if this is a particular rabbit hole they're trying to lead you in, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> Does he think uh, so, Conrad? Do you think that Vola has has more not yet known re- re- relations or relatives in the series? and will they become will, will he become a bigger part of the time traveling later on
0: <laughs>
1: um i mm, i feel like, i feel like
0: he's just going to be like a joke character at this point because he's done nothing like literally like every character has had something meaningful to do you know they've had like some relationship or some they've had some action to take that affected the plot in a meaningful way and literally all he has done is be told not to work on the case by charlotte because she's doing it and get shouted at by Auric, and then get a phone call from alexander saying can you give me some dirt on Auric?" so i uh, yeah i, d- I don't if he does make a relationship, it's going to be a ephemeral and meaningless one. And, like, and it'll probably be very funny, but I don't, think, I don't think he's going to meaningfully affect anything. I hope he does. I hope I'm wrong. But at the moment, I feel like he's just sort of comic relief.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, another question. Uh, will Ulrich ever see his family members again?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so.
1: Okay, cool. Number three. Uh, what is Conrad's prediction on how season two will end? And then they add in brackets, and need some juicy theories to laugh later on how wrong he was. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so how will, season two, how will season two end?
0: Okay, so going into season two, we know that Jonas has been exposed to the sort of cataclysmic future that will unfold if, um, if he doesn't, if he, in, in his mind, if he doesn't do anything. But we also know that Claudia presumably planned for this so i think i think i think season th- i i i think season 3 is going to get into like the end game of claudia's plan so i think season 2 is going to end with them exposing the 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 group they're working against i wonder if claudia actually knows the group that they're working against and whether she's going to like try and is she? Is she the type to like actually go after them and try and kill them? She's she feels like she might be, because she just walks around with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I so I I think they're gonna they're gonna go after the people who are who are maintaining the current timeline, and try and like bump them off. And that's where the series is gonna end up with like probably one or more of them dying, possibly with Noah actually helping, um, and kind of usurp not to become a good guy, but to sort of usurp them or go off and sort of um try and enact his own his own plans um so i, I think we're going to get another big bad and then Claudia and Jonas are going to go off and go off and kill them
1: okay awesome uh so another question do you think that any any new characters will be introduced in season 2 if yes then how will they become a big a, a part of the show
0: well yeah so i think those like freedom fighter slash mad max looking guys are going to be sort of a, a fairly significant cast of characters around Jonas. Um, I think there's characters we haven't met yet in the in the fifties, um, or haven't seen a lot of yet in the fifties. Um, so we'll probably get some more like on on those guys. Um, but yeah, as I've said before, I think it will mainly be the future that we focus on at least for the beginning of this this um this series just because we haven't seen that yet and that's where we left off um and i i mean there's there's so much fodder for um for characters for both new characters turning up and returning characters because presumably you know marta might still be alive you know she'd be in her her 50s or late 40s i guess like so bartos so it's yeah all, all of those kids they could show up again I'm looking forward to seeing what has happened to them
1: awesome um, okay so last question from uh, Liv Livataya from Estonia I'm sure okay. I butchered that uh, it is if you, would, if you would be a character in the Dark series who would you be so any gender or any age who would you be I'm going to answer this as well after you
0: oh Who would I be? That is difficult. Um, I'd probably be HG Tan House actually, because he just—he seems like he has the most relaxing position. (laughs) (laughs) He just gets to make watches or tinkering away, tinkering away in his shop, and never has to worry about anything, which very much speaks to me as a as a man in his thirties now.
1: Yeah. Um. So awesome. So I'm in a very strange position in my in my choice. So I would either be. Magnus or Francisca.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Either um, way you're getting
1: laid. Yeah, either way, either way I'm I'm with the other. I, I think I'd actually go, I would be Francisca. And the reason I just say that is because I think she's cool. I, I really like Francisca. Um, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's she's a cool she's a cool character. Um and uh I just you know, and she doesn't really get involved in too much time travel stuff, a bit like your HG Townhouse reason. She's sort of just you know, in this first series, she's sort of just hanging about, hanging about with her boyfriend. I think she's cool. I think Magnus. I wouldn't really want to be Magnus because he's just had his uh, brother go missing. So <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be great. That would be a bit of a downer. So I think I would choose Francisca of Amasia. She does have
0: an evil mastermind as a younger sister, though. So that's that's got to put. Yeah, some but I would I would, I would
1: bend her to my power and then use her. You know, I'd use yeah. her to sort of do my bidding, um, <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd make her admit that she isn't deaf mute. Yeah, right. Get her to okay. finally fess up. <laughs> Next question from Kathy B. What predictions does Conrad have for Jürgen Obendorf in season two?
0: To be honest, I've forgotten Jürgen Obendorf even existed.
1: Yeah, Just like we forgot Eric existed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the Obendorfs are like... They feel like a bit of a footnote at the moment. He... mm, I, I don't know what there is left for him to do. Like, his son is dead. His drug business is in shambles. Like and he, we know he's a bit of an idiot. I wonder if I, I wonder if he's gonna like go to the police about I don't know about like he might get. So we know Alexander is trying to destroy Ulrich, and we know that, that Jürgen Obendorf is is like his lackey. So I wonder whether he whether they'll put like Jürgen Obendorf and Voller together as like an odd couple of. Idiots who can't really do anything else, and they'll like just go off on this like bumbling scheme to try and bring down Ulrich, which is completely pointless because Ulrich is in prison in the fifties anyway, and that just gets them to like spin their plates until (laughs) until the series ends.
1: Fair enough. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I can't think
0: of anything more meaningful for that
1: character. It's just a a shot in the dark because (laughs) uh, we haven't seen him in ages
0: he's not doing anything he's got nothing to do like i mean presume oh we did see his wife as well didn't we I, maybe they'll come back into it in a more meaningful way but i just, i feel like they'd have got more from the series one if they were going to be important
1: yeah okay so the top new pro asks uh does Conrad believe that anyone is going to cast a spell in season two <laughs> and does he think that there'd be anyone who's more of a villain than noah
0: I think well, I think there'll be someone who's more of a villain than Noah. I've just realized, I don't actually think my someone will cast a spell is on my theory matrix, which is a big oversight on my part, because that yeah. should be a continuing theory. I'm going to pop that right in there next to Regina. We'll have a sword fight as an ongoing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ongoing. That's ongoing. I'll cast a spell. Um, yeah. I mean... I, mean, I mean, know someone Mik- Mikkel, is, Mikkel is kind of casting a spell. Yeah, Miss
0: Mikkel, I mean, it really does depend on your definition of magic because, yeah, Mikkel has cast plenty of magic spells thus far. Um, but, yeah, I live in hope that, uh, actually, we did see a drone, and I can't remember what, uh, where it's from, but, but any technology suitably advanced is indistinguishable from magic. So, mm-hmm. you know, d- do we, when things get sci-fi enough, do we loop back around to being able to call it magic, and do I get the points for that? That is the real question.
1: no (laughs) i'm gonna be hard on that one no
0: (laughs) that's outrageous i need the points
1: yeah okay so next question um sure you'll touch on this during the uh episode review what does conrad think of that noah is talking about during his speech to helga so we've already we've already talked about that in terms of it, it focusing on uranus and stuff you know so we're talking about
0: yeah there's the I, I haven't got it in front of me now but there's the there's a very kind of like prosaic thing he says about the um oh i cannot remember it now but it's he uses a real i'm gonna look it up in my notes very quickly but he uses a very specific phrase uh no i can't see it but it's something it, he he is something to do with like a proper noun that he says um and it sounds like he's referencing something or like the head of some kind of organization um and that that sort of stuck out to me as important uh maybe it was it was just like he was speaking a metaphor and it's not actually as important as i think it is mm-hmm. but yeah i i feel like the way noah talks to helga is it's kind of foreshadowing the appearance of someone who's kind of pulling noah's strings interesting
1: okay last uh commenter now with a fair fair few questions this video is obviously going to be quite long it's probably going to be our longest question and answers video yet because the end of the season it makes sense but um atahan has commented he's got questions for you and questions for me i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna do a few of them i'm not gonna do all of them because there's just a lot of them it'll take us i think 20 minutes to go through atahan's questions so okay thank no need to apologize he says uh sorry at the bottom but at the hand no need to apologize no need to but fantastic loads of questions but i unfortunately i'm not gonna have enough time to answer them all if there's a particular question that i don't answer that you really want an answer to then just comment under this video and then i'll answer on, on a comment okay uh so for conrad yeah ha- uh so i'm going to skip over a couple of these if, if, if we've sort of covered them a little bit Um, So first one that I'm going to pick out here is, do you think season two will pick up right where season one left off? Or do we think there'll be some kind of time jump between the seasons? Um, I I mean, I think there'll be,
0: I think there'll be like 10 minutes. I think, I think the season will begin with Jonas waking up from being knocked out.
1: Okay. So basically straight away then. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Do you think that any new timelines will be established?
0: Uh, That's such a hard question. 'cause we've really blown that wide open now, it can go i I think, yeah, I think maybe there will, I think we might go to the twenties in in the uh in the next episode and the the next season okay and uh, and and Roman times like guess said before
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh okay, so I'm just gonna. Go on to a couple of questions for me now, and then we'll and then we'll end this video. Uh All right. so first question for because the other questions from Atahan sort of have already been answered before. Um if you again, Atahan, if you disagree there, just leave a comment underneath. We'll try and answer for you. So uh, another for me now, which episode of season two is your favorite? So obviously I'm not gonna say what was in the episode, but it's I can say what's my favorite. Uh, and what do you expect Conrad's to be? This is very interesting, actually. I think my favorite episode of season two is episode six. Um, and I think well, it's actually probably joint between six and eight. So eight would be the season finale. Six and eight, probably my favorite two episodes. Having said that, this is dark. Every episode is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but which question? Which uh, which do I think is going to be Conrad's favorite? Again, probably six uh, and eight. I'd say probably he'll fall same 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 as me. Um, out and then uh, Atahan asks, out of seasons one and two, which do I prefer? Um, I like them both the same. I don't prefer uh, any season more than I think season one, two, and three. I, I like them all the same. If I was having to watch one season forever, probably I'd choose season two. Oh,
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah, I think That's I'd high praise. Ju- I think I'd choose season two. Um, having said that, in my opinion, they're all the same quality. I'm just thinking in terms of what happens in season two. Do you know what I mean? Uh um, right there's some little crumbs for you there conrad right yeah i I think i'm gonna call call it there um we've done so many questions we've done we've been sitting here for a long (laughs) time uh we're really happy with all your questions i love talking about dark conrad does too so thanks very much guys uh look out this monday for season two episode one now the fun begins even though it's already began but you know what i mean uh right any any parting thoughts conrad before next time they hear you you will have started season two
0: yeah we'll be knee deep in season two no just yeah thank you for for watching along or listening along and yeah join us as we venture into the futuristic world of tomorrow i don't know when it's but like (laughs) 2052 i
1: guess yeah uh my head just went to if uh, you ever seen the film Parent Trap,
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, a long time ago, but yes. Well,
1: basically, what you just did is what what the what the uh, the twin girls trying to get their their parents to sort of rekindle their relationship. They're like, "Come with us on a journey to yesteryear."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like the kind of kitschy, the world of tomorrow, today, kind of advertisements <laughs> for cars in the fifties. Um,
1: <laughs> right? Yes, okay. that would be very exciting very very exciting i'm looking forward to it thanks very much for listening everyone uh as always uh, on the next episode leave questions for episode two so uh, on this next episode leave up uh, season two episode two leave questions we'll have a question and answers video thanks very much for watching uh subscribe on youtube subscribe on podcasting apps like the video that'd be fun uh <laughs> and goodbye goodbye
0: Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.